1: What is
0: that stuff? Silly putty with a bang. We are here live in the Central American city of Baraka. Where's Baraka, David? Baraka is in Central America. (laughs) Somewhere in Central America, that is Baraka. And here we go, we look into this. Here we got Pete Thornton who's driving by in a Jeep with a nun. Oh, he's handcuffed. He's He's, handcuffed. He's He's looking pretty uh, he's looking pretty pissed here. What is going on in this episode, David? No idea. We are once again in the fictional city of Baraka. Uh huh. Uh, Not not once again, but another fictional city in Central America. Right. Didn't Jack once fly in the first episode we met him when he was flying the orchids? Yes. That was a fictional city. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, I don't remember. That either. was another fictional city in
1: Central America. They made they've made, made a lot of fictional cities and fictional countries. The Canubians? The Canubians.
0: The, the city of the city of Canubia. Canubia. That's my song, <laughs> right? Remember that? Canubia. I do remember that. It's better than your song you did last episode. I don't even remember what that was. I can't remember what it was either, because my brain- Jacob's is... mom has got <laughs> going on, right? Oh, we haven't even had any beer tonight. No. What's uh, going on? Man. Welcome to Mullins and Memories. I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. This is episode 68. Tonight, Greg and I will be talking about season four, episode four, On a Wing and a Prayer.
1: Episode 68 of what? Mullets and Memories. Did we even say that? I think I just said episode 68. Yeah, I don't even remember. That was too far ago. Because
0: technically this is... Well, never mind. We're not going to get into that. No, this is the 68th episode of MacGyver. Yeah. Season 4, episode and 4. The, the, thus the 68th episode. Be- because our bonus, episodes start are on, again. our bonus episodes are unnumbered. That's right. So this is the 68th episode of MacGyver. We
1: are so confusing. It's a Jack Dalton episode. Jack Dalton. Jizzy Dalton. Jizzy Dalton. Remember Jizzy oh. Daltz? No, he's not. He's not. He's, he's not. just good old Jack we'll, Dalton. I
0: have to say, well, we'll, we'll get into it because I think I jumped the gun with last episode where I was just like, we just like jumped right into the plot. <laughs> I was just like, hey, let's play the clip of the tire blowing and let's just keep talking about it. Waste no time <laughs> instead of talking about something else in the opening right oh man but no this was uh this was a solid episode once again i think season four is off to a a rollicking good start this
1: really caught me by surprise i so i i knew it was a jack dalton episode and i was kind of like ah be- Come on. And I think it's because they, they they overused the
0: shit out of him in season three. I
1: know. He was totally out of shit by the end of season he three. He really, really was. used all of his shit.
0: 12, what? 12? 11? 12 episodes? Really? It was a lot of episodes. It was a lot.
1: It was too much. And he was the same in all of them.
0: Right. Which I think what we'll see here uh, eventually is- um, a a, ch- a changed Dalton a little bit. We still see hints of him, but there was there was a different uh, it was a different side of Dalton that I, I really appreciated, and I'm glad that they used this for his first appearance. um <clears throat> So, the music you heard because there was no dialogue and no one speaks in this episode for like the first three minutes.
1: So yes, right because doesn't MacGyver's uh oh uh, voiceovers in the beginning start going away?
0: I don't know about this season, but I think nearing the end, like six and seven, I think they start to dissipate completely. Okay. Because I think Richard Dean Anderson got sick and tired of them, like could not stand yeah. Doing the voiceover narrations, I don't mind them because I like they're a nice way to open the episodes. Yeah, um, but I, I don't think he, I don't think he could stand doing them. Um, okay, so I think he sort of made it, <laughs> made the executive decision. He was like, nope, we're out. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we open in the country of Baraka, and it's in Central America, and we meet this rebel commander named Santina. Santina, uh, who oh, does look like a female. I saw your note. Looks like a female, a female, a female Sarah Connor. Looks like a Central American Sarah Connor.
1: Very. Sarah Connor-ish. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, Sarah Connor! Sarah Connor! Yes, (laughs) Sarah Connor! You are in in the... Are you in Baraka? (laughs) No, are you in the town of Baraka? Sarah Connor. Is that your Schwarzenegger? (laughs) Is that supposed to be your Schwarzenegger? (laughs) Shut up, David! (laughs) Shut your
0: face! Sorry. Anyway, so hello, I am Sarah Connor. Where is Sarah Connor? Sounds great. Also, sounds like somebody straight out of Central America. Sarah Connor. <laughs> so you got that. You got that dead <laughs> on. <off. laughs> um, so no, Santina
1: O'Connor. Uh, she's she's like a rebel commander. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Rebel commander. Rebel commander. Gonna save you. Rebel commander. Uh, it's gonna be the running gag of the ep- of the rest of the episodes now. Sarah <laughs> Connor. Rebel commander. Rebel <laughs> commander. Connor. But so that's, that's okay. That's what's her name for real santina
0: santina so she's captured pete and sister clara and she's accused them of being traitors um so she takes them up to a camp and pete is trying to explain that clara only tried to help so the whole thing is that
1: there was this guy named enrique um enrique Enrique was shot and killed enrique and you could tell sarah connor was really like Yeah, distraught that he was killed, but she was holding it back because she's a rebel commander. Yes, exactly.
0: So Clara's like, listen, Uh, Pete's like, listen, Clara was only trying to help Enrique. We had nothing to do with him being killed. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And so Santina was like, listen, Enrique was a traitor. And our leader, whose name is Raphael, he's going to want to know what Enrique told you. Raphael, yes. Because apparently Enrique said something to Clara before he was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. she was like, "Well,
1: Rafael's going to want to know what he said before." Or either died. said something while I I I was under the impression It was a little that, muddy. Yeah, that the, he was the opening here. He said the stuff while he was dying. Yeah. Maybe not.
0: I, it was very muddy. All we know is that he died. But this this guy Rafael, who's the leader of the commandos, he wants to know what Enrique told Clara. Yep. But it was very muddy as to like did he say it before he died? Did he say it and then he was ki- I I don't <laughs> I was right. very unclear.
1: So Pete and Clara are sort of like put off in a tent together. Of course, because whenever you're going to have um, ca- captives, you should put them together and not really tie them up. Right. Oh, and you should lock them up in a tent.
0: Right. An, an open tent where they can get out on all four sides. Yes. With no problem. Sure. <laughs> so Clara's like, listen, the underground resistance is going to find out about this. And they're going to notify everybody that we were captured, and we're going to be out of here in no time. And Pete's like, yeah,
1: good luck with that, because there are currently peace talks happening all over the place. Which has got me confused. So, she said the underground? The underground. So, who are the rebels then? Are they not the underground? Apparently, the rebels are the above-ground resistance, Mm -hmm. and there's
0: also an underground resistance. Sure, <laughs> got it, got it. So Pete's like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. No one's really going to know this because there are peace talks taking place right now between the rebels and the president of Baraka, whose name is Monteo, mm-hmm. And uh, Clara's like, listen, here's what Enrique told me. Uh, these rebels, they planted a bomb in the presidential palace and they're going to set it off tomorrow night during the peace talks. What? That's bullshit. And so Pete was just like, Huh.
1: Well, okay. So I hmm. guess hmm. we're going to have to try to figure out what to do here. have to get out of here. And that's the thing. Like, It's funny. I, I like seeing Pete out in the field. I do too. Because he's not out there much. And though he doesn't seem out of... I don't want to say he seems out of place, but he, he seems out of place. He's out of his element. He, a I little don't bit. Think, I think he has a hard time getting back into the field after
0: so many years behind the desk at the foundation. Right. Um, they also don't explain... Like how he? I don't think unless I missed it. Like they don't explain like what he's there for. They, how he got tied up with Clara? They
1: she did. What was the other nun's name that Pete was gonna that he wanted to hook up with years and years Sister ago? Sister Margaret. Sister Margaret. They mentioned her. Did they really? Cla- yes. Oh, Clara I mentioned I that. Sister Margaret said blah 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 blah. So that's the connection. Oh, okay, I that missed that. Sister Clara knows Sister Margaret, and that's how Pete's involved. This is what I get for watching these things late at night. I <laughs> miss a lot of bits. Okay, that makes complete sense yes
0: so back in america and there's,
1: there's another great bit in this that ties in another episode i want to i want to talk to you about have we gotten there yet no oh,
0: okay so back in america uh, we see pete uh, not pete um dalton is is loading his plane dalton Knight, air night
1: or air air wait land and sea
0: land, dalton land and sea
1: a well, nice looking plane too good looking uh,
0: plane yellow biplane mm-hmm. uh nope, sea plane it was a
1: monoplane. Was it a monoplane? Mono wing, yeah, single wing seaplane. Um, and so he's loading like food It's like like frozen tacos, yeah, like frozen pizza and all this stuff. And it was funny because he's on he's on the dock on on this lake and his plane's in the water and he's like, there's all these crates like neatly laid out, yeah. around him that look like brand new. And it's like, there's no way those crates are all going to fit in that plane. Oh, God, but anyway, no. Pete's like a uh, Pete uh, Mac is Jesus Jack is yeah. loading stuff into the plane and I just like I think it's funny and you're so right people have come junk. to love
0: about us is that we can't get names right now forget it After nobody can't almost three and a half seasons <laughs> so we see MacGyver and he's like a little ways back on the dock and he's like pacing like really awkwardly like he doesn't know what he's like and he like slowly walks over to Jack and he's like hey buddy how's it going MacGyver hey what's up pal what's up buddy um, old pal so so Pete's um, Pete's been captured and uh, he's in the he's uh and he's like really struggling he's like uh Pete's in the in the capital uh, nation capital of Baraka he's he's been ca- captured with, mm-hmm. with with a with a nun and um well I need uh I need a plane to fly into Baraka and <laughs> and I love this role reversal because yeah. he's so hard he's so trying hard not to
1: like he doesn't want to ask and he's like right can you fly me into Baraka yeah wait he's like I need a favor <laughs> you need a favor of me MacGyver needs a favor from me? From Jack?
0: Yes. From Jack Jack Dalton? Yes,
1: yes, I do. I need that. Okay. (laughs) And I think it's funny because, you know, um, so with all the power of the Phoenix Foundation, MacGyver has to ask Jack Dalton. Right. right, To fly him down from wherever they are. Right. Because it doesn't, I'm assuming, you assume they're probably in California, but. Yeah, maybe the maybe the uh, the Phoenix Foundation has a Barakan division.
0: <laughs> Who the hell knows? But yeah, so McGyver finally like,
1: Jack, I need you to fly me down to Baraka so that we can free Pete. Oh, He's but like, I can't, I can't because I gotta I gotta fly this stuff to the soldiers. They're stuck on this island. So this island they use for military practice. They blow it to bits uh, nine months out of the year. But in the off season, they have to have twelve guys uh, hang out there just to protect. You know, just to right. be out there. And I gotta bring them their pizza. <laughs> like Jack, where where the hell is that island? Where are you? Right. Where is this happening? <laughs> right, exactly.
0: So we don't actually know. Does He, he doesn't actually... Does he deliver the... Pe- I don't think so. I don't think he delivers it. I think he bails on his job... Right. ...to go get Pete which, out of some South which, American which, country. Which, according to Jack, if he completes this, it's enough for him to cover the down payment... Right. ...and get this plane pretty close to getting paid off. Maybe. But he
1: bail- I, He Because they don't... That's it. And the next scene, they're en route to Baraka, so... It's another magic plane that can fly thousands and thousands of miles on one tank of fuel where you don't have to file a flight plan and you can go in and out of any country's airspace you like. It's magic. Jack just knows the avenues to take. Jack be nimble. Jack be quick. Jack Fly over this
0: candlestick.
1: Fondle the joystick of his plane. Of his
0: plane. (laughs) So they're en route and they're in the air and MacGyver is like rigging up this thing he's got a garage door opener in his hands and uh, he's rigging it to the plane's ignition mm-hmm. and essentially what it is is he's he's rigging a remote starter right for this plane sure and as he's doing this he like looks in the back and he sees like there's just a wall of missile launchers he's yeah, like what the hell <laughs> is this jack <laughs> it's like rock shoulder launched like rockets and stuff yeah. like that what is this jack's like oh Oh, I bought those from one of my customers.
1: Well, okay. What do you What do you do, Jack? Right. <laughs> I I, th- I don't know if he bought them or like he traded them. I don't know. He somehow. I, I didn't really catch that. That's for sure. And I so, in
0: essence, that. he's like, "Well, you know, we can use these. You and I can go in as arms dealers.
1: I'll get you in, and then it'll be your job to get us out." What a plan! Isn't it great how we're working together? This is great, buddy. And it's McGuire like- was already like, "Fuck this. <sighs> Fine. Whatever. I should have hired a professional through the Phoenix Foundation." Right. You should always hire through the Phoenix Foundation instead right. of hiring Jack. Or maybe they did. Maybe they tasked MacGyver to go get Pete. Yeah. And he's like, Fine, I'll get Jack in on this. <laughs> and we'll he gets just me in on everything else. And we'll just create enough mayhem that no one will know what's going on. Which is exactly what they do. Um so here we meet Raphael. Raphael, what he's, a he's work. He's a piece, piece of shit. Of, work. Piece of work, work shit. shit. <laughs> he's a piece... imagine the sculpture of somebody Made entirely out of shit. That's Raphael.
0: <laughs> he's the rebel leader. And he arrives at the camp and Santina is like, listen, uh, we've got these two people over here in the, in the, um, in the tent. And they know, they know something about, about what Enrique told them. And so Raphael checks Pete's ID and he's like, oh, the Phoenix Foundation. He's like, I know about them.
1: He's like, they do a lot of covert stuff
0: with the DXS. Yeah. He's like, oh, we, they have a lot of connections to the DXS and the U.S. government. I'm like, yeah, no shit, they do.
1: Yeah. So already, <laughs> I mean, even though Pete might have been there on like uh, on benign a benign mission, right? Yeah, no one's gonna believe a damn thing he says that he's not trying to get involved in all this shit, right? Exactly, right. exactly. So like, now nah, you're the director of the Phoenix Foundation. You, you used to be the director of the DX, DXS, right? right? Which is the Department of External Services. Right, and now you get a, you've
0: got a desk job at the Phoenix Foundation. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently go. some, something got you out here in the field again. Uh, so Santina is not convinced that Enrique is a traitor. She thinks something shady is going on with Raphael. Mm-hmm. She's not sure what's happening. Um, uh, Raphael, when she mentions this to Raphael, he kind of dodges... The comment, right, and he's like, "Not everyone is strong enough to remain sworn to this cause." Well, because she like, says, "Because, oh, because okay. me and
1: Enrique, we grew up in the same village. We had the same ideals. I can't believe he would have fallen away from that because we both were from the same place." Right, and he's like, "You know, the revolutionists were strong people. He might not have been strong enough." Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's it. I mean, he was kind of like, eh, "He didn't have the stuff it right. takes he to do this." Yeah. Exactly. So.
0: Uh Raphael ends up in the tent and he's looking at, uh, he goes to see the prisoners, but he's like, you know, Pete's denying that he knows anything and Raphael obviously doesn't buy it. Uh, Clara refuses to tell him what Enrique said. Mm-hmm. So he takes them out to like a levee, like a little ways out. Yeah. And assuming he's probably going to kill them if they're not going to comply. And Clara continues to refuse to talk. So Raphael pulls out his gun and puts a bullet right in Pete's shoulder and takes him to the ground. Yeah. I was Good. like, ooh. I was like,
1: wow, Pete gets shot for real? Like, Pete
0: just went down. Wow. And he's just like
1: a load. Yeah. He doesn't move for the majority of the, at the end of this scene. I know. It was something else. I'm like, wow, that close, too. I, I'm surprised it didn't kill him.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we come back from commercial, and uh, Sister Clara finally opens up and admits that Enrique told her about the bomb. Mm-hmm. And she tells Raphael, like, uh, he didn't tell anybody else. I didn't tell anybody else, I promise you.
1: Because, well, it's also because we got captured before we could tell anybody else. Right, exactly. Because uh, Sarah
0: Connor came and got us first. Exactly. And so Raphael's trying to think about, like, what are we going to do next? And they hear a plane going overhead and they and they look up and they see they see the plane go down and land it's and and we can we know that it's
1: uh dalton and mac but
0: but they don't know that yet and so we cut back into the plane and you see mcgyrie's got his head down and he's doing something to the back of his head yeah and we realize when he picks his head back up he puts on like this yellow shade glasses and he's got a fucking ponytail. He ponytailed the mullet and
1: like this tiny, <laughs> short, little it's like so amazing. His little like like bobbed rat tail. Like uh, yeah, I was like, man, you look he great. Looks, he looks good.
0: In fact, after watching this episode, I changed my Facebook profile picture to <laughs> MacGyver with the ponytail because <laughs> he looked good. Love it. Um, I wish he had given himself a name instead of. I don't. I don't like what I don't like. Sometimes is that they use their real names. Yeah, that's dumb. So when the plane lands and he and Jack get off the plane and they meet Raphael, Jack immediately introduces himself like, Hey, hi, I'm Jack Dalton. This is my associate, Mr. MacGyver. I'm like, like, what are you doing, Jack? Every time they give their real name, they never yeah. use like fake names. And I right. don't.
1: it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. And I think it's funny that they just land in this airstrip. Uh, they know exactly where Pete is. Like, exactly. Right. And that this camp has an airstrip of course or or a long road or whatever it was. But uh they land there and like they're all at gunpoint because everybody no one's expecting them. Right. And they just get out and like, Hey,
0: what's up everybody? Hey, you wanna buy some missile launchers? And Santina's like, Yeah, let me test one. Holy shit, that yeah. went fast. <laughs> I know,
1: I know. And <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Raphael's there and Santina shoots that the missile and blows up an old Jeep and she's like, This is a very good weapon. Yeah. And Jack's like, Yeah, we could get you more if the you know, if you want to. there's a bulk discount. <laughs> and like and, and, Ra- and uh, yeah Raphael's, Raphael's like, like ha, 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 okay let's get 75 and it's like jesus okay so okay <laughs> okay mr rebel leader this plane you never saw before lands in your camp and you just strike a deal with these guys because they say s- that they're arms dealers. You buy over like seventy missile launchers. And yeah, they're like yeah, I'll just go back up to my cab and we have a drink. I'm like, they never discuss price. <laughs> no, they never discuss anything. Like a deal, they don't. There's no handshake. There's nothing. Right. It's okay. L- it's I'll like, buy stuff from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Jack and Raphael are, like
0: swigging back drinks. And they're talking about the college days and they're just shooting the shit. Macgyver yeah. has somehow conned Santina into getting a tour of the camp. I know. And so they're wandering around, and she's like. I don't like arms dealers. So Santina's like, I don't like arms dealers because they provided the weapons that killed my
1: family. I'm like, holy shit, okay. Yeah. And then McGuire was like, he has to be an asshole. He's like, yeah, well, it's business. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I gotta do it. He's yeah. like, Ugh, America, land of opportunity. He's like,
0: yep. Yep, that's us. Thanks. Uh so hey, you
1: got uh you got a tent I can freshen up in somewhere? Yeah, it's like, yeah, sorry. I'd love to talk to you about uh like uh what how do you phrase it? Something like <laughs> I'd love to talk about revolutionary philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh you got a place I can freshen up. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, that tent over there. Okay, thanks. She
0: walks away and of right. course MacGyver just like ducks in behind a random tent. Right. And luckily finds the first tent he finds is the tent that's holding pete and clara yes, like, of course he like flips the back up and then flips it back down and then he rolls in and he sees pete and it's like one of those it's a great moment it's like that reunited moment because we haven't seen pete since like the near the
1: end of season three. Oh, that's true it's the been fourth a episode time. since we've seen pete yeah it's yeah, just a nice yeah, yeah it's reun- been a while and pete's this he's been shot at this point right so yeah and uh He's just like, oh, geez, we've got to get you guys out of here. Right, exactly. And yeah. then immediately, right then, it's like, all right, I'm going to call in the guard. Call in the yeah, guard. call
0: in the only guard right. in the camp that can be seen in front of this tent.
1: <laughs> right. So, So Clara calls in the guard. And and MacGyver just MacGyver punches him And he's out cold And he does the
0: fish shake He's just like Ah, ah.
1: <laughs> And then they They just get out And they go They start going out back And, and MacGyver crawls under the tent again And grabs a lantern Yeah Like, a, 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 like, an, a, oil, like an oil lantern An oil lantern yeah. That was in the tent And like Like grenade chucks it Like lobs it Onto the big pile of munitions that they have there. (laughs) Right. And it breaks and
0: catches fire, and then that's the distraction. And so Raphael, like, hears, like, this, like, kerfuffle going on outside, and Jack, I couldn't tell. I know he knocks him out, but it looked like he gave him a throat punch. It It was like, that's it. Really easy plan. Everything kind of fell together. And at this point, like, the episode moves really quickly to the end.
1: Yeah, and this was actually, I was surprised at this. So, like, their plan worked. Which is crazy because like MacGyver, he, he, he starts arming the plane. Um, Jack, you mean it, auto starting? Like he starts the yes, yeah yeah. Okay. That's right. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. So MacGyver has Clara and Pete. Jack catches up with them while all the soldiers are gonna going off to take care of this explosion in the ammo dump. Right. And like the, they start running towards the plane, and Max like pressing the button. It's not working. It's not working. And all of a sudden that works, and the plane starts. The engine starts. And the soldiers notice them. and They all start shooting at them. Right, and they still get in the plane. And this is a great sequence. I'm like, oh shit, they're gonna get caught. They're the, gonna get the caught. Pa- the pace of the scene was fucking amazing. I know it was really oh, it was well awesome. done. Awesome. And 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 I was like, this is what happens. Like they have a, a great plan. Like the 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 uh, in, in the beginning, uh, one of the episodes in the first season where they get like that fire truck and yeah. they're running away. Yeah. and then they run out of gas or something. <laughs> whatever something like that, I'm like, they're going to get caught. They're not going to make it off the ground. But they do. Right. They make it off the ground,
0: and they make it a significant ways away. So what ends up happening is one of Santina's men ends up piercing the oil line, so Mm -hmm. they start losing oil pressure. But they're they're a significant ways away
1: at this point until Jack realizes that the pressure's going down. They actually got away. Right. This crazy plan worked. They actually got away. Right. I was, I was like, it was, it was great. And so that's great. That's what I want to see in MacGyver. My other question about this is, is do you think, do we think Jack has fueled up yet? Oh, oh, fueled! Oh, I thought you meant personally. Do you think he's no. got like a flask of whiskey or something? No, do you think he's? Do you think Jack has fueled up the, the plane? plane? Yet? Absolutely not. No, no, that plane is magical. <laughs> it really, really it, is. It, it makes fuel out of dewdrops. It's or like something. you open
0: it up in the air that goes in, just replaces it and just turns into gas. It's Like, oh, look at that it's gasoline! Like, like when I open the gas tank on my car, like you can hear the air, like yeah, pull it. That's what happens. He opens the gas tank and that that <laughs> air suck. Is what pull that air like pulls in, like mm-hmm. fills the tank. Perfect. <laughs> there you we, go. That's, that's all you he need. Needs. That's all you need. So he does. So the oil line goes and they start losing pressure. And it's but the thing is, is like they're all flipping out, but like Jack, they emergency land the plane, but that was the safest emergency landing we've seen. Like it was a beautiful, it was a very like a small stream that yeah. was not a lot of room to land it was a beautiful landing yeah like Jack put that thing down like a
1: boss like I want to also be clear that, that we said it was an amphibious plane so it's got the pontoons right but the, it also has wheels right so that that's how they've been able to move and land in the airstrip and then land in this short little stream again this right. river or whatever right. you want to call it exactly but yeah that was the thing like Jack handled this the best I've seen him handle any crisis exactly because he's a he's a real pilot this is when you're like yes Jack's a pilot that's why he does what he does because he's that good and he did mm-hmm. like he made it I mean
0: they're like MacGyver's like having a meltdown Pete's dying in the back claire is like trying to hold pete and jack's just like no we're gonna do this fucking fine we're gonna bring this thing down he does he makes this beautiful landing on the stream they get down there and they start slowing things down and 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 unfortunately they come to the end of the stream and they actually they ended up ripping open one of the landing pontoons on a rock that went through it
1: wasn't long enough like the whole run the runway if you want to call it still
0: i think i think later on the episode they mentioned like they they got eight miles like eight to ten miles out yeah like that's a haul they they got they got several real far
1: several hours away by vehicle, right I think
0: it was like three hours by by vehicle so right. like
1: that's a that's a good head start right so meanwhile um while they're having all this trouble, there's an outpost um a guy with a jeep and a radio, yeah, and then he sees this plane going down right. I don't, but at that moment, I don't think he radios it back to the rebel base. He doesn't yet. He sees it, but then we don't get it for another scene or two. Right, because, when he's on the phone with Sant- or he's on the mic with Santina. Because I think he's just observing it, and that's like that's weird. Right. So anyway, yeah. So MacGyver, Pete, Clara, and Jack have crash landed in the wilderness. Right. Um, but the plane is still intact, other than the pontoon. Right. And then, the, other than okay, the oil line being burst, and them not having enough distance to take off again right so the they they're stuck there but only physically they're not like right they're not really in a i don't know they're in a bad way but not really except for pete who's bleeding out oh yeah there's that too
0: so <laughs> whatever it's fine oh yeah and they
1: gotta they gotta warn uh they gotta warn the the government because there's that bomb in the parliament building but they
0: can't so this is when we find this out so one of the, the lookout santina's guy who watched yeah. the plane go down he finally radios in and says like yeah i saw this plane go down
1: you guys are probably about three hours. So Santini's like, yeah, we're about three hours away from there. Well, he he radios that in because MacGyver tries to use the radio in the plane to call the, the government. That's like the, right. The, air, the airport or whatever. But they can't. The signal won't get out of the mountains. The
0: mountains are too high. For, yeah.
1: Right. But since they're all broadcasting on the same frequency, the lookout heard his broadcast and realized, oh, that's who that was. Right. Exactly. Right. So, so
0: that's when he calls Santina and finally they tell Raphael, like, yeah, they're not going to be able to get that call. But
1: what I also thought was really great is that the planes radio picked up that transmission of, of the lookout to Santina. So MacGyver and Jack and all of them knew what was coming. Yes, yeah, so which is great. It set a time frame. It gave them motivation. Like it gave them. They knew they had about three hours, right, to do that. I was like, which, "Damn, I like this. Like, this I whole- like this whole thing." Yeah, it worked really, really well. So I, w- I want it stretched down to a feature length film. I would watch the whole thing. I would watch
0: this to be double length. Yeah, absolutely. oh, definitely. So Raphael, in his dickish way, was like, "No, I'm coming with you, and I'm gonna lead the men this time." And Santina's like, "Oh, okay."
1: okay cock yeah pretty much He's like well <laughs> fine i'm i'm the rebel commander but you're gonna do it for me <laughs> uh meanwhile pete's got uh sitting in a pool of blood
0: um, pretty much bleeding out clara is doing everything she can to tend to the wound and make sure he stays alive
1: she, she's waving her, her her like her her habit trying to bat the hawks away <laughs> the crows that are trying to land on the, pete the vultures are just pecking yeah.
0: at pete every once in a while No, that's not true that's no, not, not at all so So they have three hours until Santina and the
1: men get there, but they have about six hours until the peace talks begin. Now that's a movie on its own. Santina and the men. Santina and the men. Oh, I would watch it. Where where would that go? Would that be like a spaghetti western? Yes. Or would it be like this... It would turn into a farcical Western
0: comedy. <laughs> okay. Santina <laughs> and the st- men. I would still watch that. So, yeah. So, they have about six hours until the peace talks begin, but three hours until Santina, Raphael, and all the men arrive. Okay. So, MacGyver and Jack, they start kind of like figuring ways that they're going to be able to patch this hole in the pontoon. Um, and I don't know. What they did was great. So, so they, took, they took the life jackets out of the plane and burned them down so gross basically like really gross like
1: cut them into strips
0: um so what he does is he he so macgyver takes a piece of the hose from the fire extinguisher in the plane and he's using that to patch the oil line fine that That makes that makes complete sense (laughs) that makes sense sense. and so then he has jack heat up like a ski strut from inside the plane to a flat so he can set it out straight on the open fire yeah then what he does to repair the huge gash in the pontoon
1: is like i said um He's making a fiberglass seal with the uh, with the life jacket. Well, it's not that he wanted. He's like fiberglass would be perfect. Maybe we'll find the next best thing. So it's this fiberglass, this uh, life jacket mush that he melted in a in a toolbox,
0: and it just turns like black. And basically, what it does is it makes like this like
1: nylon compound mm-hmm. to make a waterproof seal over the gap. Like I think this is so far one of the most plausible oh uh, MacGyverisms. Absolutely, and it was so much fun. To watch that, yeah, I, I just thought it was so good. Well, what was interesting is like he didn't describe it very much. No, do you know what I mean? They just went to it. They just like, okay, well, we'll use the life jackets. But then he didn't say anything about get me the toolbox, dump the tools out, and we'll use it as a <coughs> melting vessel, as, a, as like right. a cauldron. Right. I thought that was great.
0: It, it just the whole the whole thing just worked and came together so nicely mm-hmm. and worked so so well. So they do. They end up patching. They patch it up. Everything's great. And at this point, Clara goes over to comes to MacGyver and she's like, "Listen,
1: if we don't get Pete to
0: hospital, dude's dead. Yeah,
1: like, pretty there's much. Nothing,
0: there's nothing else I can do. Like I've done everything I can. He's lost a shitload of blood.
1: Right, right. Uh, Even though there's still only like just a little patch on his jacket, just a right, little right. patch right. of blood. We, on we never his see jacket. any
0: more blood, but just like the little ketchup stain. Well, Pete's on just the shoulder.
1: so Pete's just so hot blooded; it's just evaporating immediately. And
0: this next scene after it was so so okay. So she finally reveals to MacGyver that Raphael shot Enrique in the back. Right. When Raphael realized that Enrique knew and was like when Enrique realized that Raphael was going to assassinate the president, he's like, you know, Raphael didn't want that getting out there. Mm-hmm. So he killed Enrique. Right. And that was a big holy shit moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they finished the repairs and MacGyver goes up to Pete and she's like, Pete, you're gonna be fine. I promise we're gonna get you out of here. And Pete's like drunk. At this point, he's like, right. I just I just want to let you know it's been an honor to be your friend. It's been an honor serving with you. Like, oh, Jesus, oh, man. Oh, God.
1: And then <laughs> I know, and Pete said something like, you know what? I always thought I was going to buy it behind my die, desk. Yeah, die behind my desk. Right. Oh, God. Oh man, and MacGyver's like now nah, you're gonna be fine, buddy. And, you're then, gonna he pass- be fine. and then he
0: passes out. Right, just completely just like.
1: Well, there was a great little bit that happened. I, I think we we jumped over, it, but it's not a- not like an important part. But I liked it a lot. Um, where. Where where MacGyver's being very optimistic and like oh we can do this and Dalton's like dude this is messed up we don't have enough enough runway we don't have a pontoon like the the strut on the landing gear is bad. of
0: all people Jack is and, being the voice of reason here and, and MacGyver's yeah. like
1: look I know that and, but then he's like and then he just does a nod to Pete
0: right yeah yeah I, I get it meaning but
1: like but we gotta we hint, gotta hint. at least give him hope. So he'll not die on us, right? Which is awesome. Yeah. So was like, oh, great. Even though MacGyver's like, yeah, this is kind of hopeless, right? But you know, oh man, it was so good. Like this was like the best.
0: It, this was the best. This whole thing was just good. It was so good. So they load up the plane, but then like you said, they realize like there's not enough stream uh-huh. left for them to take. Like they can't, they can't take off. Right. So, like they're like great. Like we got everything patched up and ready to go, but we can't fucking go anywhere. Th- <laughs> <laughs> this is fun though. This was awesome. So MacGyver suggests to that they they'll anchor the plane and they'll run the engine as full on as they can to get enough velocity and then they'll unleash they'll, get they'll, enough they'll, what enough velocity I heard philosophy. <laughs> We'll that's just I not, to go back and listen to that. But can't I think, get a philosophy. <laughs> so he's like, Yeah, he's like, let's anchor the plane. We'll run the engine as fast as we can to get the velocity up, and then we'll release the anchor and just shoot it like a rocket. <laughs> right, <laughs> shoot exactly. it straight across. Kind of like
1: doing a brake stand with a car.
0: Right. And Jack's like, Yeah, no, that's not going to be enough. Like, it's like, Oh, okay. We can't do that. So MacGyver's like, Well, we're going to need some sort of a rocket or something to achieve takeoff speed. And MacGyver. I think they look up at this point. And you they really, both look
1: at each other like, "Wait, you said rocket?"
0: Like, yeah. Like, shit. Let's just use the ro-. like. So he they improvise the rocket launcher right as this extra
1: velocity under the plane. They take they take That's uh, great. They take two of the missiles out of these shoulder fire launchers. I I imagine take the the explosives out of them. He didn't say anything about that. Right, and rigged up a a, a way to fire them off at the same time. Right. It's been um, great, but MacGyver like they figured this out after they everyone was in the plane, right? Like after Pete was in the plane and everything, so MacGyver's out there finishing the stuff up when Raphael and uh, Sarah Connor, <laughs> yes, <laughs> come over the hill and they start firing at them, yeah, with like with a mortar. They <laughs> set up they they set up a mortar, right? He's like, ah, oh, they are in range. <laughs> Like fire the mortar
0: fires one mortar and misses and Raphael's like what the fuck did you miss with the mortar loan another one and Santina's like yeah
1: that was our only one and, then, and yeah I know I know and Raphael's <laughs> like I thought you said these were, these were trained men I'm like I thought you were running a revolution here I thought you knew these guys right and like right yeah it's like fire another one and I can't believe it Santina's like yeah you're right that's our last one. You're going- they they blew all the rest up, remember? Right. And then I thought about it later. I'm like, "Okay,
0: so they destroyed the last one. So why bring the mortar around if you have one?" Right. And you're like, "Oh god, it was that was the most frustrating part of the episode for me." Now anyway, anyway
1: <laughs> MacGyver is finishing up this rocket stuff uh, under under fire, and Jack had put a slip knot around the undercar uh, around the struts of the plane right. with this heavy rope, so that's holding them back and the, the engine's revving at full RPM. Right. right. It's- Oh, it's so good! And MacGyver starts yanking on the rope, and he's like, "Mac, uh, Jack, your slip knot isn't slipping." (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and I'm I'm looking at the knot. I'm like, "Yeah, just pull it harder, pull it harder." But uh, it was awesome. Yanks it up, and then takes off. But MacGyver had to climb under the plane to cut the rope. Right. And so he's under the plane. Jack's flooring it. It's going forward. Jack- These two rockets are like going behind,
0: underneath him. Well, and Mac's like doing like a split between the pontoons. It like,
1: <laughs> was awesome. It was super,
0: super fun. Mac riding the underbelly of the plane was like the greatest shot I've seen. It was so good. <laughs> so, so they lift off. Lift off. They they lift. They they get out of the way. And they're obviously they're well well out of the way of rifle range. And uh, Raphael challenges Santina, like, you, did, you disobeyed what I said, you did this, and then Santina's like, arrest this douchebag. Yeah. And they take him away, and I love, Raphael's just like, not really
1: fighting, but he's just like, I'll have you killed! I'll kill you! I'll have you all I'll shot! I'll <laughs> have you all shot! And they're just kind of, like, holding him by, like, the upper arm, like one guy on each side, and he's kind of, like, half fake falling and stuff like that. <laughs> right. And he still has a pistol on his belt. Right. So they, they don't disarm him or anything. <laughs> exactly. Which is something else.
0: And so the plane clears the mountains, and Clara gets on the horn with the presidential palace, and she notifies the president's men about the bomb, and they're like, oh, they're, like, they're grateful that this happened, thank you so much. Yeah. So they were able to stop the bomb from going off. And so this, I love this, because the whole time, like, i love that pete apparently has passed out from significant love <laughs> loss and yet at one point when they're taking off you see him and he's wide awake
1: he's like, like sitting in the back of the plane
0: right so he picks up his head just enough to wake up and he looks around you can tell he's looking for macgyver and uh he says this
1: jack you, where's macgyver he's flying economy pete uh
0: not to worry he's uh he's comfortable at this point Mac is under the plane and he's struggling really hard and he's getting pissed off at Jack. second time that macgyver has screamed jack's name from under a plane <laughs> was cuz it was the last episode it was mac with the baby right um yeah when, when the he, landing gear dropped and mac just fell out of the plane right we well had to he had
1: to the actuate the landing gear with a again a fire extinguisher right
0: and that so the second time he's been under a plane pissed off with jack and screaming his name <laughs> so so that ends. Then we come back in for the finale, and, and Jack and MacGyver are talking to Pete in his office, and um, Pete's like, "Yeah, Santina completed her job. She did what she needed to do. She uh, the peace talks are over, and uh, she's convinced Monteo to run the first uh, first free election in the country's history." Okay. <laughs> like, wow, that's great. And so Jack Jack's like, "So Pete, how you feeling?" Pete's like, "Ah, oh, I feel great. Yeah, anything? Uh, any heart attacks or or anything on the horizon?"
1: Mm-hmm. No,
0: I feel great so jack's like okay so uh so i'm gonna give you something (laughs) and i don't want you to flip out and so he hands him this i don't want you to keel over when you see my bill bill hold it right there dalton it's all there big guy itemized for your perusal flight time plane damage hazard pay it's all there oh no rush i don't need
1: it till tomorrow big guy macgyver the next time you want to ask jack dalton to do you a favor do me a favor i know pete don't. Don't. Don't.
0: Yeah. That's right, guys.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, man. That was amazing. So that's the end of the episode. I, the, just, I think it was, I'm trying to remember. So the pacing of the episode started right about, oh, so when they, right when they crash landed. So yeah. from that point forward, the pace of this episode was some of the best pacing that I've ever ever seen in this episode and it was just oh my gosh it was so
1: freaking good it was way better than i expected and so okay so we the one thing we didn't touch on that i meant to yes in the beginning when when macgyver is talking to jack on the dock when he first says hey 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 jack what's up yeah and he's like hey macgyver what's up buddy you have fun back home did you hear that did you catch that no yeah no you have a good time back home uh yeah I didn't hear that. Referencing uh, the uh, Blood Brothers episode. Oh my gosh, I didn't even notice that. That's yeah. what a nice little bit of continuity. I know, it's really cool. So this episode had two references. Had the references Sister Clara to Sister Margaret. Right. And had Jack referencing MacGyver's trip home. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that was wow. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I love Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. No, Jack. Yeah, it was a great trip home. I memorialized one of my best friends who shot himself in the chest with a gun that I bought. He didn't shot shoot himself. The gun that flew through the air and then
1: shot him in the chest. Yes. A gun that he bought. Right. That's true. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, No, I'm fine, Jack. Thanks. I'm fine. (laughs) I thought I I helped a kid get off crack, but I don't know. It was probably going to relapse and I had to go deal with a really painful secret. Yeah. Not secret, but painful childhood memory. But thanks for asking. I appreciate yeah. that, Jack. Yeah, God, this is such a.
0: Anyway, back to this episode. This was such a good episode. It was. It, it was, was solid. Yeah, it was solid. I,
1: I want to... Where are your mullets? I want to hear. So I actually, I just added one. Yeah. So, okay. Here we go. Uh, one mullet for Max's Hair because he put it in a ponytail and never yep. removed it. Nope. He left it as a ponytail throughout the entire <laughs> it was awesome. movie. Awesome. I know. Even when he wasn't the gun running character anymore. Right. Not movie, episode. It felt right. like a movie. Like yeah. It was that good. Um, a mullet for Pete, being Pete and getting fucking shot. Yes, of um, course. Like so a boss. Pete's first debut in, in, in season four, he gets shot. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Um, a, a mullet for Jack, because I think for real, he actually came through, and I liked him. I like, did, too. For real this time. It was a very subdued Jack, and it was a perfect for his Sub- character this episode. Jack. Yeah. So, uh, so we got <laughs> subdued Jack and Sarah Connor who's the who's the rebel commander. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um <laughs> A mullet for the Rockets because I'm like that's crazy, right? That's a crazy thing to do, right? And you know what? I went and added another mullet, so for five mullets, just because we had so much fun talking about it. Wow, it's not about the episode, but I didn't expect us to get this wound you're go- up. You're going outside the box, so I'm I'm giving it a, an honorary mullet. So this is okay. like it's four with another one, just because we had such a good time. And a time bonus talking mullet, so you're going to five. Uh, let's say four with a bonus mullet of five. Yeah, okay, all it, right. The episode is four, but uh. Our reaction, the bonus m- of fun. made okay. it that much better. Right, fair enough. So I go a
0: mullet for the sexy ponytail, mostly <laughs> because, like you said, doesn't he doesn't take it out for the rest of the episode. Um, I got a mullet for Jack, easily his best episode. Like I like we were just saying, very subdued. Really, the only one who was thinking clearly. With, yeah. the, with the emergency landing, he just knew what he was doing, and he just kept calm. And it was just really nice to see. Finally, like this is the character that I think we're supposed to love. Uh, one mullet for Pete's tragic return. <laughs> He's getting just know, getting Pete. shot in the first six minutes of the episode. Hey and ble- Pete, how you doing?
1: Bang, bleeding out all over the, <laughs> bleeding yeah. out all over the episode, <laughs> uh, all over the uh, almost lost all of his blood, but kept his color and his, his jacket didn't get right like, bloody exactly. And
0: one mullet for the what would he refer to it? He called it MacGyver calls it the Jado. The jet-assisted takeoff when oh, yeah, he puts sure. the, when he puts the missiles underneath Jado the Jado and I love just that whole sequence like the Jado yeah. and the takeoff and MacGyver stuck under the plane yeah just flipping out at Jack um I got a four four mullet on this one it was okay so good. It was so yeah good. it was so
1: good it really was good definitely yeah, I, I liked it and and maybe maybe not believable but somewhat believable. Like, and i i think the macgyverisms in this were plausible in an yeah. interesting way. It was maybe f- the rocket might be far-fetched, but i think the rest would be possible. Making a remote starter for a plane, maybe yep. not with a garage door opener, but doing that, patching a pontoon with like with this horribly toxic melted life jacket material. Right. Yep, sure. And then and kind of revving the engines and doing like a brake stand. That's all probably possible. Yeah,
0: i would think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, i just it was it was that good definitely yeah. um
1: damn we 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 we,
0: we gushed and we this. flew we kept the pacing up on this episode big time too which was which was awesome. Uh, um, so yeah, so overall, I think we can agree that it's a it's a it could be a classic status episode for uh, for me. Yeah,
1: classic status, um, and and I liked how Sarah Connor was in it. I did too. She, was, she and was I'm cool. not talking like Linda Hamilton. I'm talking about the real Sarah Connor.
0: The real Sarah Connor. That was that was the basis of Sarah Connor. Yeah. That, Even yeah. though this, no, no, actually this was before Terminator Two, so this would have been. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they got the idea exactly. Do um, you want to hear what's coming up? Episode oh, five. Oh yeah, tell me, All buddy. Right. Next episode, season four, episode five, Collision Course. Ooh. When the driver of a Phoenix Foundation race car is blinded, MacGyver reluctantly takes his place. He knows that a former rival is racing for a ruthless businessman and will do anything to win. Do you think this is going to be like a thin ice where it's literally just going to be like MacGyver on the track?
1: I hope so. I really hope it is. I hope it's just like MacGyver in a car on a set with it's a like forty-eight l- rear of projection. Just... Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it. And all he is on the radio. That's it. <laughs> With somebody else. Just. I can't help, well I, I forget, I'm drawing a blank now what, what episode this reminds me of, but I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. Um, so,
0: that's going to wrap it for episode 68. Uh, I think this was a blast. This might have been one of the best ones. I, I had a blast talking about this episode. Um, so, if you liked hearing uh, us, us gush over Jack, um, mm. you know, uh, dream about MacGyver's ponytail, oh, yes. uh, let us know. Let us know if you liked hearing that. We we like we like hearing positive comments about our show. Um, hit us up on Facebook, uh, Champa Klein, blow your mind. You can find us on Twitter, blow your mind fourteen. Uh, you can email us at letusblowyourmind at gmail dot com. We are on Instagram at Champa Klein you can find us there uh, champakline.com you can find all of our archived episodes um, for your listening pleasure um, pleasure we can, we can puncture your ear holes with our uh, dulcet tones yes. if, you, if you'd care to listen mm. um, but yeah that uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week so I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, for Mullets <laughs> and Memories I am
1: Dave Champa I'm Greg Klein have a great week guys
0: well and maybe it's time for a smoke